0: What is going on ladies and gentlemen? We are entering Titans week 4. Uh got a lot to get into. We got a rival um guest coming on to talk uh Titans Bengals. It's going to be a great show so stick around. Let's get into it Sammy. Start me up. Now.
1: Turn up your volume. Up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The, the Sick Podcast. Sick. Talking Titans,
2: ladies and gentlemen, ninety-four yards, touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL, and he just took her to the house.
1: The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast.
2: Zach!
1: It's gonna be sick.
0: Welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Sick Podcast Talking Titans. I'm joined as always by my two coachs, Jared Van. Jared Van, thanks so much for helping me out these past few shows with what I've been going through. And uh, you guys did a phenomenal job as I expected. And uh, again, you guys really held down. I appreciate that very much. So uh, good to be back, though, of course. Um, hopefully, we're going to have some some better things to talk about than the doom and gloom topics over, over the past week and a half. It seems like it's just a never-ending black hole that this organization has put puts us through. Um, but, you know, we're going to just keep on keeping on. And uh, that's the bottom line. So let's waste no time bringing in our rival guest of the week. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Bengals Genius. Uh, also host of the Cincinnati Bengals Genius Show on YouTube. Uh, you can watch him. He's been a fan of the team for over 40 years now. Let's bring him on in, Mr. Cincinnati Bengals Genius. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good,
1: boys. How are you guys doing?
0: Fantastic. We're we're uh, we're both in a similar situation here. We're probably uh, not meeting expectations going into this coming week of football. Um, you're probably have a little bit shinier of a light on you than than us coming off a victory. Um, but you know, what are you expecting to see from this Cincinnati team that's still a little banged up and Still has some issues with their quarterback's health, it appears. What are you expecting
1: to see out of the Bengals this week? Well, you guys have definitely made me nervous, the two teams. I, personally, I was pulling for Bench and Joe, resting them for a couple of weeks because we were going with the Rams and that pass rush, and then you guys. So I know you guys got some dogs on the defensive line, as always. I'm still remembering all the sacks from that playoff game. Uh, and the, the, the bottom line is right now, Joe Burrow can't throw deep, and he can't run. So he's very immobile. So he's back there. He's trying to get rid of the ball as fast as he can, and that's going to be the battle. So he says he's progressing, and he stuck out the whole game last week, and they got a little heated up in the second in the second half. But I'm definitely nervous about you guys. I respect Mike Vrabel. You guys, you know, that was a humiliating defeat. We both suffered at the hands of Loshon Watson and the Browns. And- <laughs> I am nervous about this week, man. I think it's going to be a dogfight, and I'm expecting to be, come down to the final drive.
3: Listen, you you are owners of us for three straight games now, including that playoff game that you just brought up. We had nine sacks against you. We had two interceptions, and we still managed to lose that game because the offense was terrible. Now, for you to say that you fear us so much, what do you fear besides the defensive line? Because we can't score points right now. Ryan Taylor no, can't I get fear. us. Yeah, he can't get out of his own way right now. The offensive line can't block for for nothing. And and you got Hendrickson coming up against uh, Andre Dillard on the left-hand side of the line. So please tell me what you're scared besides the defensive line.
1: It's just the defensive line. (laughs) The (laughs) defensive line and that the fact you guys, you know, are a hard-nosed, tough physical team. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. You guys do step up, you know, in these, you know, backs-against-the-wall situations. And Vrabel, I think, is a great coach. So I know everything fundamentally is going to be sound. Tannehill, there's a lot I'm happy about, though, that gives me optimism. Mm. Tannehill, uh, Henry's getting long in the tooth. The offensive line looks beat up. It's just the fact that Joe can't move and you guys' backs against the wall, as ours are. Yeah. So that makes me nervous.
2: Yeah, I alluded to it before the show started that, um, you know, we're – we're in, uh, these are the kind of games that Titans fans usually, you know, say we're going to, you know, lose. And then we end up winning and vice versa last week. I thought we'd beat the Browns. We ended up getting killed. I agree. It'll be a, a hard, hard fought game, probably close to that three to six point um, swing. My question is for you, Eddie, um, where's your, on a scale of one to 10, how worried are you about the Bengals and the situation they're in? Cause I think it's, not similar, you know, with the way our teams are going. Cause you have a franchise quarterback and we don't, but you know, your division seems to be pretty tight right now. Ours is pretty tight. Titans fans are pretty worried right now. Where's your, you know, how, how much are you worried about the Bengals on a scale one to 10 right now? And then should you lose this game? Um, I saw a crazy theory not too long ago. That said if Burrow, if the Bengals are struggling and Burrow's not looking right to maybe bench him and not tank, but, if T Higgins walked to free agency and you guys got Marvin Harrison jr, that would look pretty, pretty scary, you know? So if you, not to, not to t- paint a dark picture, maybe misery loves company, Eddie. All right. And we're pretty miserable right now.
3: So I might want
2: to drag you down a little bit to our level. You know, you could be one in three, we could be one in three. We could be at the bottom of our division. Um, So how scared are you right now with how the Bengal season started? And should you lose this week? You know, how's the outlook of the season looking for you guys?
1: Even if we lose, it's, it's all about Joe Burrow's calf. That's it. That that's that's it. Even if I, I my plan was to bench Joe until after the the break, and hope that Browning could squeak out two wins and rely on the defense. So because even with at two and two and four, I think that Joe could get hot with seventeen games. We could squeak as a wild card, and if a healthy Joe Burrow with the best offensive line he's had not many teams want to take that on in the playoffs. So right now I'm at a solid five. I'm scared to death. When, when they showed that clip of him in practice, I I, I was sacrificing calves myself, just whatever <laughs> I know, a tribe, leeches, whatever it takes to get this calf fixed, man, because that's it. I mean, if he's healthy, I'm the, the sky's the limit, but how long is this going to linger? And God forbid, if this leads to another injury, you know, I, that's what I'm afraid of.
2: Yeah. So are you worried you know, at all? Last week? No, go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. And no, I was no, been, are right. you worried at all too? Because, you know, we've been riddled with injuries the last two years. And I was, I love Joe Burrow personally as well. I loved him in college. You guys are so lucky that you have him. But it has to worry you that he got hurt his rookie year. He's been nicked up because of how bad your line has been since you drafted him. And now it's the calf. And, you know, that calf is close to the Achilles. And if that muscle's weak, you're making that Achilles very, you know, vulnerable, similar to what, you know, happened to Rodgers and whatnot. Are you worried at all about not only this year and, the, you know, what this team, the precarious situation they found themselves in so far with starting one and two and in Burroughs injury? And how worried are you about Burroughs long term health? Is that seeped into the mind of Bengal fans yet? No, the, 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 the blown out knee first year, that was
1: just a, a clean shot to the knee. You know, and they replace them things like spark plugs these days. And this was just a non-contact injury, you know, a non-contact injury. It just, it was a freaky thing in in practice, you know, and I was, I thought it was the Achilles then and doing my Hail Marys and thank God it wasn't. So no, the long-term and when you, when I look at the beating he took the first few years, which was insane. And I was losing my mind the way they wouldn't address the offensive line. Now that they have, it's, you know, things have calmed down for me quite a bit. So that's all I got to do. That's all I got to do is just keep feeding in offensive linemen. Yeah. I wouldn't be – I would be happy if they drafted a first-round offensive lineman every year for the rest of Joe's career.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what ruined the Andrew Luck's career. I mean, the Colts refused to protect him, and it got him killed over the first seven, eight years, and he called it quits. But like I said, uh, misery loves company. I think I'm just trying to, you know, drag you down with these questions. So I'll stop and uh, let these two go on.
0: <laughs> Eddie, if, uh, if you were in the scouting department for the Titans, obviously you're, you're our, our opponent for this week, but for the discussion for the show, um, for the Titan fans that are viewing the show, um, what would you say the biggest weakness is right now to Cincinnati on what side of the football, and maybe a little bit more in detail on that uh, as far as you know how we're looking to possibly attack you guys and, and look for victory?
1: Right now the biggest weakness is the offensive line, Cordell Volson. You know He had a horrible game on Monday night, so Simmons is going to be able to have his way with him right there. Um, Defensively, we're pretty sound right now. Our problem, I'd say, is in the secondary, they're young. They haven't played with each other much, so there's not much cohesion there. If they can get, and another guy to expect to come back, hopefully he was cleared last week, he barely got in at all, is Joseph Asai. Uh, He can put a lot of heat on the quarterback. So if they can generate that pass rush, get that going. Dax Hill's been... He's a, he's going to end up being an actual upgrade over Patrick Bates. That guy he's they've used him all kinds of ways. They're going to be sending him off the edge, blitzing. Um, if you guys have, basically uh, cover four, if you guys drop back, that seemed to give Joe and them guys problems because, like I said, he can't go deep right now. So if you guys can keep him underneath, like they did, a uh, Rams did a pretty good job. They're having a really tough time that first half, you know. So if you can keep it in there and limit the mistakes. And then you know, play that short field. You guys could catch them because we're not running the ball that great. Our pass protection is really good, but right now running the ball, we're kind of struggling.
3: Now, for for you say running the ball, struggling. We're struggling totally on offense right now. So for us to win this game, how do you think we should attack you guys? Do you think we, through the through the air running game? Because right, right now, Tannehill is very weak. The offensive line is is letting up the most sacks almost in the league, next to uh, I think who is it? The Browns or the Commanders? Who, who is it? Does anybody know? Can we get that. Can we get that, Sammy? So if you guys if, if you guys were to win this game, I mean, if we were to win this game, how do you think we beat you guys?
1: Like I said, keeping it's it close, through the air, winning the turnover battle, and Tannehill's going to have to. going to have to step up. You know, you guys can. You guys can run it, but it seems like Derrick Henry. You know, he's to me. It's kind of obvious at this point. He has he has slowed down a little bit, Man, he got we got a good middle. We got D.J. Reeder. He's an absolute tank. Uh, the linebackers, they hustle. They're, they're pretty good against the run. You know, we went against Lamar. He, he does his little sneaky runs here and there. And, uh, of course, Nick Chubb was an absolute Bengal killer. So our numbers look, against the run the first couple of weeks didn't look that great. So it, Tannehill's Hill's going to have to step up this game.
3: Yeah, They're going to stack, they have to stack the box and they're going to have to for, uh, force Tannehill to try to beat him through the air. But like I said, you guys played an awesome second half against the Rams and uh, you guys are really starting to click now into and, and week four with that defense. So it's very scary. I mentioned it in the beginning of the week that uh, you guys are a surging defense right now and, and you got the edge defenders, you know, and, and I'm scared as a Titans fan because we're, we're, we're 0-3 against you guys. Joe Burrow is the Andrew Luck to us right now, even though you guys don't play in our division and, uh, I'm kind of sick of it because I love Joe Burrow, but, you know, we, we want that win and that, and that 2000, uh, what was it? 2000 or 2019 season when we lost in the playoffs, It still, it still hits me right here. Very, 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 very hard. So. Wow,
2: that was 2021. 20, that was, that was, you know, not too long ago. 2021, I think when, when they Whatever beat us, was, but I don't
3: up. know the years anymore.
2: Yeah, um, we're all a little PTSD from that, but you did say Henry looked like he slowed down a little bit. Let's pump the brakes there because let's remember last year he had 1,900 all purpose yards a year after the foot injury. We're only three weeks into this year. We're not really giving him, he's the kind of back where you can't throw Derrick Henry in. You know, a down or two every series. You need to keep him on the field and get him rolling and let him wear on that defense. And since we've drafted Taze Spears, we've been using him a lot more than I think Titans fans thought we would. So we've kind of scaled Henry's workload back. So I wouldn't say he looks like he's losing a step. I think we're being unfair considering our line is trash. We drafted it back in the third round that we've been using, and he hasn't gotten the volume that he's used to getting. You might Henry be right. Hey, yeah, hey, you might be right. And I brought, it, I brought it up last week in an emotional rant that if this team is going to be bad, this Titans team, that we should start looking to unload our older, yet valuable talent, the likes of, you know, Derrick Henry, the likes of Kevin Byard. You know, if we're going to be bad and we want to pick up draft capital, you have to look at maybe moving those older pieces that still hold some value. That being yeah. said, that was right after the game, and I was very upset. But I don't think i were ready to turn the page on on Henry just yet. Uh, go ahead.
1: Loving eyes never see Sammy. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It happens to everybody. I understand. I've been there. You know, just look to fancy football, man. Where where was Henry getting drafted this year? Would you say? You
2: know what uh, I mean? It's time it in the it. second round, middle of the second, uh, end of the second. No, of, more than still
0: first. So first. first, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, Derrick yeah. Henry's that. never Derrick Henry's never had a quarterback that anyone's ever feared. Imagine that one of the Henry's greatest, of favor. one of the greatest running backs yeah, ever favorite. lived, we'll one of the greatest running backs to ever lived, especially of our generation. And he's never had a quarterback that's ever been feared by anyone. Just imagine if one day before he hangs it up. He has a quarterback that's in front of him that people give a damn about and people think might be able to beat him if he can't. I don't think that's uh, coming anytime soon, but uh, we can pray for it. So, uh, Eddie, before we let you go, let's hear your predictions for this game. And uh, what, are you, what are you looking – what are you thinking the final
1: whistle is going to be What, what that score? Uh, 2017, like. Evan McPherson pulls it out.
0: Uh, well, Again. We, we that's that story. Right
2: there, Eric McPherson's fucking little
0: guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've heard that story time and time again. And uh, the only good news is it appears we actually have a kicker now as well. So uh, maybe maybe that story can – it appears. I didn't say we did, Jared. We the... We're going to mush everybody, but now At, he's telling uh, everybody we yeah, got well, to... Jared was already crowning him as, uh, you know, the second coming of Adam Vinatieri. But that's <laughs> the point. Um, before we let you go, Eddie, where can we find your work for any uh, Bengals fans that are watching the show tonight?
1: Bangle Genius, uh, the, uh, YouTube, Cincinnati Bangle Genius Show. That's it. We'll be on there cranking it out as always. One, one last thing before we let go, guys. And I don't want you guys to hate me, all right? But Absolutely not. If you guys would have just started that other running back in that playoff game, I think you guys might have pulled that out. Oh, Stop. wow. we got-
0: we already know that. Oh yeah. Believe well, yeah we, we, know, know. we know.
2: And not only that, maybe maybe if we yeah. throw the ball after we ran the ball 90 yards down yeah. the field, if the Titans would have started any four of us at quarterback, we might have won that game too. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, hey, hey, I have one more question yeah. for you. One more question for you because you look like a guy who might like to dabble in sports betting a little bit. Um, now that Burrow is a little banged up and he's not going to be able to, you know, run or, you know, I see a lot of quick Passes this weekend coming from the Bengals. There's little bubble screens. They love to run yep. the chase. You had a big one against us in the playoffs. You used it on Monday night. If were one were to be interested in a Bengals player prop, would Jamar Chase's over catches be something that might, you think, be a good bet? T. Higgins. T. Higgins. No, had a
1: horrible. He's from Tennessee. He had a horrible You know, uh, game Monday night. He had a bunch of drops. T. Higgins. I, yeah, T. Higgins. Right. And the over on attempts, if that's a thing, or completions.
2: Okay. Oh yeah, all right. we're gonna be we're gonna be all over the completions
0: for Burrow. Don't
2: worry. I'm an we easy sell there, so you know, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be hearing from me or my fiance come Monday. So, yeah. well, Eddie, we
1: really appreciate you coming on and taking the time out to talk football with us. Uh, hey, great being here, guys. Love the show. And uh, after this week, I wish you guys luck every every week. Absolutely. You too, buddy, man.
0: Let's we'll say well, the Bengals right, are right here. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Ed. All right. That was uh Bengals genius uh coming on the show talking to Bengals Titans. We appreciate the time he took out to come talk to us. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is uh this is a pretty much a must win in my opinion. I mean, you lose this game, at what's the fucking point? You know, and I don't care what scary. the standings are. Very I don't scary. care what the standings are. You're going to lose 11 out of 10 and expect us to wake up on Monday morning like this fucking team gives a damn. Uh, no, sorry, ain't gonna yeah. happen. So we're all uh,
2: Sopranos fans here, and this this team makes me feel like Olivia Soprano sometimes. Like, what is the point? It's all a big nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, if we don't win this week, yeah. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure we'll dive into it a little more. How we don't just bench Tannehill? I mean, let's cut our losses. I mean, what are we? What are we waiting, doing? Here? Well,
0: I think they're waiting for Jared to hit zero percent. That's really yeah,
2: that could show. be it. Or Jared, by the way, are we still at thirty-five percent or has it since dropped? Yeah. Have you seen the practice
0: videos today? It looks like he's a fucking eight hundred and fifteen year old guy. He can't even he, he can't even tiptoe through the fucking things.
3: Through the cones, yes, I did see it. Oh and I, I saw I saw it and I watched it actually three times today. And I said, What are we doing as a franchise right now? I mean, I, I still am thirty-five percent in it, but I was watching um Uh, Colin Coward today too And I also saw that there are rumors Out there that NFL execs Think that Ryan Tannehill Possibly can get traded to the Jets Do I see it? No, because that quarterback Room in in New York they have too much money tied into uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to happen. So they're just blowing smoke up everyone's ass right now just because of the drama that we're creating with. Well, will we sit Ryan Tannehill? Will we go with the young guys? I don't know. But like I said, Sal, you missed it last week. I know you watched the show. But my my trigger for him is if we go 2-4 and four at the bye, I mean, hell, like I said, Mariota, he, he had good stats, but he couldn't get it done. Brian Hill can't move right now, and, and our offensive line—we need a spark. And who knows? Maybe Will Levis comes in, or, or Malik uh, comes in—they give us that spark. I don't know. I'm at a loss for words, and I don't know. Maybe the three of us can, you know, be here together on Sunday, and he has a, the best game of his career, and then we're all laughing at each other. I don't I'll know, man. At, I really, at, I really don't know anymore. It's just, it's just frustrating to me. Like I said, to me, we're wasting talent. And um, Derek Henry looks like he the, – the the tread is is wearing on those tires. And uh, I, I don't want to lose Kevin Byard and, and Jeffrey Simmons and just waste all this talent for, for nothing right now because we have a lot of talent on this team, and we're just not competing. And it's Last sad, 10 games, we're not competing.
2: It's sad to say, Jared, that you said you hope Tannehill has the best game in his career. I think deep down, I know myself included, I'm probably a lot of Titans fans too. You almost don't want him. To have uh, the better. You don't want to buy this another sense of false hope and empty promises that he's gonna keep it up and do it, you know, for the course of a season and into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that he is over the hill. I've been saying, we've all been saying for years now, you know, we would have no issue if we would have moved on from him as soon as after that Bengals playoff loss in the wild card round. I've been saying it. I think all Titans fans would have said. Thanks for what you've done, but you know we understand why the team wants to go, you know, in a direction. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's at what point? Like, it's been three years since that loss to the Ravens. I mean, we had the next year was, um, you know the the number one seed, and then the, you know last year was, uh, you know what happened last year, and now we're on the third year, you know, of of uh, after we lost to the Ravens. So, like, what's? I almost don't want them to play well because, like. It's not going to last. It's going to be, like you said, Joe has up and down all year, a roller coaster of emotions and whatnot. And it's, you almost rather be one extreme or the other, like embrace the fact that maybe we might suck for a year and it might be worth it because someone like Eddie, I'm sure if we would have asked him, was it worth it to struggle and then suck for, be mediocre for a few years and then suck one year and then you got Joe Burrow? And then the last two out of three years, he have been in the AFC title game. They should have beat the Rams in that Super Bowl if they don't call that pass interference or whatever on Cooper Cup in, inside the 10-yard line. I mean, like, I think, you know, we have to embrace the fact that, you know, we're going to go with one of these younger guys and give it our best or, like, we're going to suck. You know what yeah. I mean? And and gotta, hope
3: – Guys, I know – I so, sorry, Sal, but you know what? Good, T- Tannehill has a lot to blame, but I'm going to be that guy to just go out there and say it because – I don't I don't I don't see I don't I don't see I don't see anything happening. I know I'm gonna get crucified for what I'm about to say after I just watched the Lions go right down the field with their young tight end in Laporta and their good oh, wide yeah, receiver in Saint and Saint Brown because you know what the biggest mistake that was when we traded AJ Brown and we got uh, Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks, he ain't that guy. I'm sorry guys. Uh, I seen after a year and a half, and I, I know I know Sal, you made a comment. He's not that guy to me. He is Corey Davis 2.0. I saw it and I, I fully agree. Let me finish. Let me finish. He, he's not him. AJ Brown took over he games. Have him throwing to him. Trade what? Traylon Burks hasn't took over. I uh, bad game. drops. He, even, he has bad out. drops. Don't even give me the Green Bay game. Don't don't give me the uh, the Green Bay game with Traylon Burks. That's the best game he's ever had. He hasn't done anything since. He's two three catches here. AJ Brown took over games. Now the other one, chick that everyone got so worked up about, he has been absent all year. Okay. Everyone's been change, absent. Change my mind. A, this guy can't throw it to anyone. Okay, but change my mind. They, they have huge drops, though, Listen, in, the, in the first three weeks. They have big drops. But Let them on. change I, my mind. Please we, let them change know, my mind.
0: We know we know what Traylon Burks is capable of. We know what Chase it, is capable of. It. They have a quarterback who can't escape the pocket. How are they going to do anything when they have a quarterback who consistently gets sacked, who consistently can't escape a pocket? The reason why they had... The reason why AJ Brown looked so great because he had the best Tannehill that he could possibly offer him. The the reason that Chig played really well last year is he still got a version of Tannehill that was halfway decent. Now the guy's completely off the rails. He's horrible okay, because they, He's they one can't call the quarterbacks in the league. There's, no, the there's no there's no there's no doubt about in it. The
3: league. There's no doubt about okay. it right now after three weeks. But you know what? There's one thing that I don't agree with, and it's it's what Paul Kaharski said yesterday. They had three design rollouts in three weeks. Move the goddamn pocket. We've that's been saying problem. it for weeks. Move the pocket. Do something. And that, and They're the standing that- in there like statues. Move the pocket. Get the ball. Where, where's the crossers that we used I'm to have w- with AJ Brown? I'm a way to ask this question
0: because I, I, I'm tired of people coming at my at my neck because it's you know, I can't talk poorly about Tannehill. You can't say anything about Vrabel. Well, here's the bottom line, folks. This team has been a fucking joke for coming up on a full season. Now we're approaching a full fucking season. Okay, we just got into an off season after having the worst offensive line arguably in the entire NFL and its history. Okay, we were told, all right, GM's gone. Okay, we're going to go with a new GM. We're going to basically move up into the – end of the first round to get another quarterback and we're going to ramp up and make this offensive line better. I mean, I was, you guys really thought the old line was going to be pretty freaking good. I know you were sort of still on the offense, Vim, but I know Jared, you thought it was going to no, be great. Was, it's, been a, it's been a fucking disaster. So who's taking the blame is Carthons going to take the blame. Okay. You fucked up, bro. You 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 fucked up on your first draft, and you fucked up on trying to get the o line better. I wouldn't I would he see he that because be there's grateful? a lot there's a lot
3: of there's a lot of guys that are it's not Carthon's problem. You got to let him, you got to let, let him cook a little bit. It's his first year, well, he okay? Ain't cooking anything? He has, uh, of course, but he has John Robinson's trash still there. Aaron Brewer, he's not that great at center. They brought in Dillard, obviously he's mm-hmm. not there. That's why I said get Dillard the hell out of there if you want to start with something first. Get Dillard out of there, put Skaronsky there, or or, or, or Ray Dunes. Just flip flop him if he if he keeps claiming that he's a left tackle. Show me that you're a left tackle. That's it. Yeah, don't don't sit real- there at the podium. Don't sit there at the podium and say, "Oh, we got to coach better. We got to play better." Uh, I don't There's see anything uh, with the offense. Yeah, I don't see anything that's wrong with the offensive Always line. Sad. I don't see any major changes. Major changes. You know, your left tackle. He gave up more sacks in three games than Taylor Lewan did in three years. I mean, what, how is there no changes? We had a swinging door there last year. We have a swinging door there now. Something has to give. You're killing your quarterback, whoever it is. Something has yeah. to change.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're not going to blame Carthon. He brought in Al Shayer, who's been all over yeah. the field. Arden Key, I think, is a great player um, that's been disruptive. It's not been great. It's been disruptive so far. Yeah, but it's only been three weeks, and – I mean, if we didn't get killed in the Saints game with that one call, we would have had a defensive touchdown. Week, week two, we had a, a solid game on defense. And then last week, we let that game get away from us. And our defense kind of at the end, not quit, but I mean, we our offense can't support it. And I used the analogy the other day. It's like a pitcher who gets no run support. You know what I mean? Eventually, in that sixth, seventh inning, Pitcher's are gonna crack a little bit. One, because they're tired. Two, because they're a little pissed that they're not getting no support. So I'm not ready to put the blame on Carthon yet. He was aggressive and got he's got he's got he brought in D Hop who has been targeted. And and to be honest, if he had better quarterback play, I think could be perfectly capable of putting up a thousand yards this year. I mean, we've targeted the guy, I think, 20 some odd times in the first three weeks. So, you know, I'm not ready to blame Carthon yet. I want what I want Carthon to do is maybe because we know he didn't bring in Malik. He brought in Malik, he brought in, you know, drafted Will Levis is maybe getting his ear a little bit and you know let's make our move, you know, Mike. Let's let's put in one of these young kids. It's obvious that Tannehill. I was giving him an extra year, actually. I started been calling him 34 for a while. He's actually 35. I didn't realize he was that old. He's statuesque, he's got a mental block I brought up on the last episode, I think, from the last few years that he hasn't gotten over. We've done nothing to help him. We've we've supported him with no offensive line. We've we've traded the best receiver in the history of the franchise. So I'm not defending him. But that being said, you know, I think all these things in accumulation have just ruined what is left of Ryan Tannehill. And we need to accept that. We need to move on. But the issue is we don't know where the power lies within the front office. Is Carthon a Vrabel yes-man or does Carthon hold power? You know what I mean? So if Carthon holds power, he was aggressive in free agency. He sees that Tannehill is not, you know, it anymore, or he hasn't been for a long time now. You know, maybe he needs to open his mouth and say something to Vrabel or is Vrabel more still hold the power and say, listen, I'm coaching from my job here. I think we can win the division with Tannehill. This division's kind of weak. We're rolling with him, so we don't know where the, the the dichotomy of power lies within this front office where Miss Amy stands. You know, all we see from her is that she looks like a sweet older woman. You know what I mean? Who's just always hugging and smiling. So where does she like? Where does her loyalty lie? Is it Carthon? Is it Vrabel? Does she put her foot down at any moment? So. You know, we don't really know who's calling the shots, which is another frustrating thing because we want to blame so many people. And because we don't know who's calling the shots, like Sal just said and Jared just said, we don't know who to blame. But right now, it's too early to blame, blame Rand Carthon, in my opinion.
0: I'm going to leave you guys. Go yeah, yeah, go Jared. ahead.
3: No, you're going to leave me a walk because I'm going to get into the Bengals game real quick. I, I, I'm going to leave...
0: Everyone with one final statement about this, and then we'll we'll get into the next topic. So, in the 24, almost 25 years of Titans football, I'm gonna read you off some of the quarterbacks that we've had starting a regular season game. Okay, guys, of the likes of Neil O'Donnell. We all know who Neil O'Donnell was. Obviously, if you're a big fan, but he was shit. Let's just be honest. Billy Volk, we all know who the guy was. He Legendary backup. Legendary, Legendary backup. He was shit. Terry <laughs> Collins stepped in the biggest pile of shit in his entire life playing for that 2018. He was shit. Um, Chris Sims played started a game for the Titans. Um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick on his you know in his 50th year. Uh, Zach Mettenberger, Charlie Whitehurst, Matt I got, I got Castle, one. Blaine Gabbert. He okay, you're leaving,
2: you're leaving out yeah, one name. You're leaving out one. The best we've had in a while, yeah. Matt Yeah, No, well, you're leaving. you leaving something else out
3: Hasselbeck, Rusty, fucking,
0: Rusty missed. Smith. Yeah, I missed him. I he missed
3: made it. He made a start against Rusty Houston. Smith.
0: Too. I missed him. Yeah, in 2010. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> okay, I can't forget oh, him. My God. Now, the reason i bring up all of these names. The one thing they've never done, that Ryan Tannehill has done, is start an entire NFL game and not let an offense to more than 94 yards. That was the worst offensive performance by a Titans team since they came to Nashville, Tennessee. I don't care about what the problems are with the offensive line. I don't care about the drops or this or that, the other thing. The bottom line is it is unacceptable that you allowed the worst performance in Titans offensive history. You are, you are the most important player on the field. It's over. It's done. I want them to win. I'm going to be sitting next to the both of you hoping they win, but there is nothing Ryan Tannehill could do outside of levitate above the entire <laughs> Bengals offense and <laughs> descend to the end zone. Like fucking Chris angel. There's nothing he could do besides that. That would make me believe that he's going to lead us. To a Super Bowl or even a playoff win. That's the uh, that is the last testament of that <laughs> bullshit I'm going to talk about. Let's move on, Jared. So, so, floor.
3: so, um, he got me with the Chris Angel. That was, that was a good one. That was good. So, 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 for it. the Titans, yeah, so for the Titans to win this game, what do you think besides him levitating to the end zone? How do you think that we're actually going to attack this Bengals front? Because in my opinion, it has to be you have to establish the run early, nice and early. Play action it's The only way we down. win. But <laughs> instead of throwing shots down the field and and helping Tannehill, where's the short game? Think and dunk down the field. Think and dunk down the field. You know, I don't need if the long saying, shots. It looks, it looks, great. It looks great. great. Control the clock. Yes, yeah. exactly. Control the clock that's that, that's that's my recipe and, and obviously pressure joe burrow who has a bum a bum calf and we got to get to him quick but i think the uh, burrow's going to do the same thing with the screens and i uh, take advantage of the short game and let chase and higgins uh, and boy go after us
2: yeah i mean i think i think you're going to see you know more old school titans football than we'd like to see this week i think it's going to be a Shit ton of running, and I think it's going to be let's keep Burrow off the field. And when he's on the field, I mean, you have nothing to lose. I mean, I love Joe Burrow as a talent. I think he's a cool dude. I would be blitzing every play and getting in his face and eating a 15-yard penalty just to let Jeffrey Simmons feel him in the first few minutes of the game. Eat a penalty, give him 15 yards, but not to say we got to hurt Burrow, but like, if we want to win this game, it's getting – Really late for this team, really early in the season. So you got to, you know, put your foot down, be overly physical, get to that brand of football that has won his games in the past, although it's boring as could be. But fuck it. Let's see what we can do if we give Henry the ball 30 times. I mean, he our one. So sad that that's I am, sad, but am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, like, no, you're not. We're not, yeah. not going to. Yeah. He, yeah. he yeah. touched yeah. the ball 29 yeah. times against if the Chargers. Tannehill was won. throwing the ball 30 to 35 times. We are turning the ball over at least three times. One, our receiving core is just lackluster. He sucks. He has. I, I mean, it's boring as could be. But I'm telling you, it's the only way we could win. But like I said, you almost like. I'm almost to the point I hate to say it, like I this team's not winning, you know, long term. Even if we win this week with that style, it's not gonna you can't do that for a season. You're you're not gonna do that. So like at what at what price do we want to keep winning these games, you know, in these ugly, you know, this ugly way that's at the end of the year is gonna be all for nothing almost. So I'd almost rather not, you know. I'm, I'm sounding overly. I, I'm literally turning Olivia Livia Soprano. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could say you almost rather. Tannehill yeah, so, you uh, almost rather you like. Be bad. that's what you're going to say. Least, at least we're be kidding. bad enough this week so we can at least see what we have in the young guys. I'm not saying be awful the whole year because you don't know. What if Malik Willis comes in and looks like a, a whole different player than he did last year and we can oh, score yeah, maybe, 20 point, possible. maybe 20 points a game where our defense could then. Feel a little bit better about the fact they're getting some support from the other side of the ball. And then, you know, it's feasible that our defense can keep someone in that 20 point range. So I'm not trying to punt on the season. I want to punt on Ryan Tannehill so we could see what we have. And I've brought it up again. We drafted two quarterbacks in the last two years in the first three rounds. This year, like Sal said, we basically moved at the end of the first round. We traded, I think, two picks to get to 33. So, I mean, what are we doing it for? I mean, come on, sink or swim at this point. Sink or swim. Be done with Tannehill. I would, yeah, if you could move him for a seventh round pick at this point. I don't even want him in the organization anymore. Let let these two young guys, let these two young guys play, you know, six to eight games each, and you know, let the chips fall where they may. And at the end of the year, if you're bad enough to get one of these top guys, then great. And if you find the, you know, a diamond in the rough with you know, uh, either Willis or Levis, then great either way. But, like, let's not pretend that, like, we can keep doing this week in and week out and, like, really believe deep down, like, even the most optimistic Titans fans on Twitter, deep down really don't believe that Tannehill, like, can lead us to a playoff win or a deep run in the playoffs. Like, there's no... So, which is why I'm saying I don't feel that bad in the sense that, like, I don't want them to fail, but I want to... You know, I want to get to the point of no return with Tannehill. I mean, I, we've already reached it. Everyone in the, our fan base has reached it. I feel like, except for like a select group of people and the front office, like why are we still refusing to move on? I don't get it. Rant over.
0: Listen, it's very unfortunate, but the bottom line is, in the most easygoing, laid back, not a jerk way, I can say this. The only way this season is going to have any fucking purpose for this franchise moving forward is if Ryan Tannehill gets a severe case of turf toe, if you understand what I'm saying. It's unfortunate. It sucks. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I really don't. But I'm just saying, for sake of discussion, the only the only way this season's gonna have a meaning because obviously Ryan Tannehill ain't competing in the AFC, especially with this offensive line that sucks ass. The only way this season's gonna have any meaning for us is if he gets turf toe, to put it nicely. Because if we do not find out what these kids have in 2023, then what the fuck? then no matter what, someone looks like an idiot. No matter what. Rand Carthon's going to look like an idiot. If we keep Tannehill, we're shit. And then we draft Caleb Williams, having to trade up four picks to get him still. And then we got to do nothing with Levis or Willis. If we let go of Tannehill and start start Willis now, he's going to look like an asshole. He just traded up last year and he's not putting in Levis. He's putting in Willis. No matter what. It's going to make someone like an asshole. You need to just rip the bandaid off and find out who the asshole is going to be. Whether it's going to be John Robinson or Rand Carthon. One of the two of them. We think it's probably going to be uh, John Robinson. But you can't find out until you get rid of the first John Robinson problem, which was the fucking $35 million a year fucking salary he gave Tannehill. And that's, that's, I'm not, again, I said I was going to get, I went on again. So let's do our picks. Let's move on to the picks. We flipped it this week, at least for me. I got just the lock right and got the other two wrong. I think you guys were two and one. So um, either no, way, I was one and
2: two. I was one and two. Oh, you guys are one and two. Okay, yeah. yeah Garrett I was, was, I was two and one. I was ragging on your uh, Colts pick pretty bad. I think
3: I think that one. I think that one loss was by half a point too by the uh, Eagles too.
2: Yeah.
0: Pretty sure. Well, actually, you know what? Let's do uh do our uh, a read from our partners? You want to do that first?
2: Nah, we'll do that to finish up. Yes, Let's go through these, these sick picks. All
0: right. So, uh, why don't you start us off, Jared? All
3: right. I'm going with, um, since I'm the last one, I'm going with the Browns, minus three. I'm buying the hype against the Ravens. Uh, the Browns, their defense looks ferocious. I don't care who, who it's against. It's a division game. They're going to keep it close. But I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Um because Odell Beckham's still banged up for the Ravens, too. I'm not scared of them. Like I said, the Browns are going to get after it. Um, Commanders, uh, they're a tough team. It's another division game. They're they're playing the Eagles. I got them plus 8.5. I don't see the Eagles beating them by 10 points or 8 points. I think it's going to be – if they're going to win, it's going to be by 7 points, so I'm taking the points with that. And my lock of the week is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, minus 9.5. The Jets are in shambles right now. Zach Wilson can't score points. Same thing with us, and uh, apparently, because it's all over my goddamn Twitter feed, Taylor Swift is going to be in attendance for um, the game, and you could book two touchdowns for Travis Kelsey in New York City. So I'm all over the Chiefs minus nine and a half.
2: I like that. I like that logic right there. That's a degenerate logic if I ever heard one. That's it. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm rolling with the Bills minus two and a half at home against the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are the sexy pick right now. They dropped 70 points last week. But to me, a team that dropped 70 should not be getting points the following week. I think Vegas is kind of baiting you to take the uh, the Dolphins with the points. Um, but I think the Bills, after that week one, they, they seem to have figured it out. They've looked great the last two weeks. They're at home. It's a tough ta- tough place to play. It's a division game. So I'm going to take the um the home team that has great home field advantage in a division game, um. So I'll lay the two and a half there. I think it'll be close, but I think the Bills win that game um by seven to ten points. I'm rolling with the Bucks in New Orleans getting points. I like the Bucks this week because I think they're a little better than you know we might have thought they could have been after the first few weeks. They only They came back down to earth, but they played the Eagles, who I reluctantly say are one of the best teams in the league. And even then, they didn't give up. They lost, I think, by 14. But looked like they're going to be a a feisty team all year. And we don't know what version of the Saints we're getting this week. It's Kamara's first week back. Is he going to be rusty? Who's playing quarterback? If Carr's there, is he going to be limited? We all love Jameis. Hilarious guy. Decent quarterback. Likes to turn the ball over a lot. Um, so I'm going to roll with the bucks getting three in that game. And then my lock of the week is going to be the chargers. I just think the, the Vegas Raiders suck. I do. I think they're going to be picking top five. I think they're a dysfunctional franchise. They have been for a while. Chandler, have,
3: Chandler Jones is about to spill the beans.
2: Yeah. I don't know what Chandler Jones is. Uh, prayers to him. Cause he doesn't seem right. So whatever he's dealing with, but he went on a tangent on, on Twitter today. I think he's got to be dealing with some things, but that franchise is a mess. Jimmy G was always mid. He's another, he's a better looking Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, I don't know, they got the young kid they like. They really don't, you know, Devontae Adams is talking like he doesn't have time to waste, he said, you know, so that defense is awful. And I think the chargers are gonna catch stride a little bit. I think they're gonna be a team we're talking about over the next four or five weeks where they started 0 2, and all of a sudden they're they're five and two, six and two. They're going to get hot. I think Herbert is, you know, a, a bona fide MVP candidate. And I think if they get it right, they could be a team that is in there at the end. Um, not to go on, you know, another tangent. But anyways, that's my lock of the week: Chargers minus five and a half. All
0: right. So for me, I'm going to go Colts plus one. Uh, it actually looks like it's gone to a pick them since, but either way, uh, I think they're going to take care of business against the Rams at home. Uh, I think Minshew is the most underrated. Uh, quarterback right now in the league that's that's gonna be a starter going in a week four or so underrated i mean obviously so uh taking Colts there uh card i mean a- a- this is just a-, a rule for me anytime you're getting more than 13 and a half you just have to take the team it doesn't matter yeah. 14 is where i where i just there's no way so given Dobbs 14 on the road i'll take that all day. Um, and then my lock of the week is the commanders plus eight and a half in Philadelphia. Um, you know, obviously, horrible game, uh, they had against Buffalo last week, but I still think Howell's the real deal. Uh, and I think their defense is, is still pretty good. They just had a bit of a hiccup week. Um, and Philly's kind of not, doesn't seem to be catching a stride just yet. So I think they're going to be able to back door cover that. Um, and that that'll be that'll be my three. So uh, again, just to double check or just to recap what our locks of the week are. If anyone wants to parlay those, parlay those together, Commanders plus eight for me, minus five and a half for Finn, and minus nine and a half for the Chiefs. So um, that's going to be it for our picks of the week. Uh, we'll keep you updated on what our record is as uh, the week goes on. I think it's decent so far, all things considered. So. Um, With that being said, before we uh, take off for the night, we're going to give a shout out to one of our sponsors. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action. Great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September.
3: Football is more fun when you're in the action. So download the app now and sign up with code Six Sports. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. With code Six Sports, the crown is yours, fellas.
2: Great job, Jarrett. No hiccups this week. Six Sports, the Titans. And what you could do is with that two hundred dollar free bet, use mm-hmm. that on our little parlay. You might hit for twelve hundred. Buy your mother something, buy your girl something, buy whoever something. And remember to bet with your head. Don't bet over To quote the great fury Junta. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right? Bet responsibly. Bet with DraftKings.
0: Absolutely. And if you do have a problem, you can always join me over at the gamblers anonymous meeting <laughs> uh, that we have by the Rockway mall here in Jersey. It's uh right over in the parking lot there. So, uh, we meet every other Wednesday. So with that being said, um, uh, wow, with long show, as always time flies when you're having fun, make sure you guys like comment, subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're getting closer to that one K sub mark and we can't wait to do it. we we're, we're shooting for, uh, Pre-Thanksgiving, I think that's going to happen. So um, we're looking to keep doing bigger and better things. For the first time, the three of us are going to be watching a game together live. Uh, we're going to be meeting up at Jared's residence, and we're going to be watching the game. So make sure to watch out for that. I'm sure there's going to be a hell of a lot of content to uncover for that. Make sure we have that bleep button ready for the highlights. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun week. It's do or die for us, Titan fans. At least that's how I feel. So, um, hope everyone as always has a great night, great day, great week.
2: Hold on, hold on. We whoa, didn't whoa, give, whoa. we didn't give our game picks. We got so worked up. We didn't talk about what we think is going to happen in the Titans That's right. game.
0: That's right. I think this is like the third yeah. week I've done this shit too. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mean, I mean when
2: you're on when you're on when you're when you're on, you know, on to every 3 weeks, it's hard, you know, to remember all these oh things.
0: My God. <laughs> this fucking guy. You know what? I, that's true. Let me I, next time I visit my grandma's grave, I'll tell I'll fucking yell at her for dying. All, right. all, right. um, all right, all right, all right,
2: all right, yeah. all right.
0: All hey, right. Hey, I, I'm sorry. Listen, listen. I'm joking too. Our, yeah. our, our, our viewers know I'm oh. kidding, and I'm not. I'm not actually upset you said that. Uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone who's wondering, my grandma passed. That's why I wasn't on the show last week. Apparently, Vinny's incredibly offended by that. And uh, you can shit on him on Twitter at <laughs> Vinny
2: uh, but she was uh, ninety two. and she was a Great life. So I would sign up did. for ninety two. I you know. know. I, I I would too. I'm sure. Ryan so would I I you know, know I, I do apologize, but this is it's just okay. phenomenal content. You know, yeah, okay. there have been so time, you, know, you might have hit the snooze yeah. button a few times, but we'll leave the yeah. past where it is. You yeah. know, yeah, bygone yeah. be bygone.
0: You yes. know, yeah. my my absentee my absentee list is not as long as as the, uh, the, the panel might believe it to be. But that's besides yeah. the point. Um, all right, guys, listen, I hope everyone has a great – Oh, we got to do the ping. Ping. <laughs> <Now
3: we're gonna> <laughs> <pick>. <laughs> All right,
0: so the Titans – last time I picked the Titans to lose, they won. So I'm going to pick them to lose again. They're going to get shit on. Burrow's going to have 475 yards. Uh, final score is going to be 27 to 13 Bengals. And Ryan Tannehill's last game as a Titan will be this Sunday.
3: I am going to go in a similar approach over here. Uh, every time I pick them to lose, they win. So hopefully that happens. I don't want the Titans to lose, but I do see it happening this weekend in Nashville. And who knows? Maybe we'll get some changes uh, going into Week Five against Indy. But I see them losing twenty-four to sixteen until they can score points and the offense clicks. They will change my mind to actually start winning games. But I do not. I do not see them scoring more than sixteen points this week.
2: I think it's going to be a ugly game, and I guess one of us has to be the optimist. I'm going to say it's going to be a ugly 14 to 13 win for the Tennessee Titans, and we're going to ride this roller coaster for another week, and it's going to drive us crazy. But when you expect us to win, we lose, and when you expect us to lose, we win, and I don't see that changing. I think you play a team so many times, you got to beat them eventually. They're three and zero against us in their last three. uh, You know. Games against us, and I think we bucked the trend this week just for the law of averages. Not because we're good, but, you know, the law of averages states we have to win one of these games, you know.
0: No, absolutely. So, um, like I said, 27-13 will be my final score prediction. Hopefully it uh, doesn't happen. I continue to pick them we'll to lose them. We'll keep winning. So let's hope right. that happens. Um, all that being said, finally, uh, I want everyone to make sure they have a great night, great day, great week. Again, like, comment, subscribe, uh, and make sure you, you stop in on Sunday to watch the games with us. Um, that's it, folks. Hope everyone has a great night. Tighten up. And Taylor Swift, if you have any interest in Will Levis, um, we would really appreciate it. Maybe if you gave him a shot, we could use some attention at the quarterback position and uh, <laughs> with more Titan fans in our seats as well. So, all right, guys.
1: Tight up. Sammy, Sammy out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.